This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. And if you're listening in downtown Toronto and those condo and office towers are having reckless abandon with your reception, tune us in on 96.7 FM. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. Good morning. And my co-host... Naz Marchese. Good, Good morning, morning Wally. How, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. We've got a big show today. Uh, two, uh, two legendary guests. Uh, of course, uh, former uh, Washington Redskin, former Notre Dame legend, and former Toronto Argonaut legend, Joe the Throat Theisman. So, certainly looking forward to uh, talking to him. We'll have him on around 9.15. And in the middle of the hour... Toronto Maple Leaf President Brendan Shanahan. It's a huge, uh, huge year for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hockey's uh, becoming uh, a buzz in the city right now, and uh, we're getting ready for the Toronto Maple Leaf centennial season. And there's some great, great events uh, that uh, that the Toronto Maple Leafs have uh, put together for our centennial season, and we're certainly looking forward to talking to Brendan Shanahan about what should be a spectacular 100th year centennial anniversary for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, it should be interesting with both of them. Joe Theismann, after one week in the NFL, there's so much turmoil, or after the game in Buffalo anyway, from Thursday night, there's so much turmoil around the NFL. There's lots to talk to him yeah. about the NFL, for sure. And Joe, you know, Joe's never uh, never no, at a loss for words. So we're certainly looking forward to talking to Joe. And uh, I know we got a lot of listeners in western New York. Uh, our 740 signal goes a long way. Um, but... Um, and I know you're a huge Buffalo Bills fan, uh, Naz. I'm Rex, a, Rex is taking it on the chin in Buffalo, let me tell you. Uh, the well, the Bills ser- fans are going crazy. I, I certainly want to talk to Joe. Uh, I know that he had, he tweeted a couple of tweets. I, I don't think he's too thrilled about uh, what happened down at uh, One Bills Drive uh, this week, um, getting, getting rid of your um, offensive coordinator. Uh, two games into the season. I don't know how that makes any sense, but we're, certainly we'll talk to Joe about that. Like I said, we're going to talk to uh, President of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Brendan Shanahan. We want to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs' 100th year anniversary celebration activities planned, and there's lots of them, and uh, certainly looking forward to that. Um, World Cup of Hockey started yesterday, uh, or uh, 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 the other night. Uh, Blue Jays... Uh, Certainly, um, uh, up and down. They're in the middle. Of, they're in the middle of a race. What what race we're in the middle of? Uh, the next two weeks will determine. Well, they're, they're in two races. <laughs> they're one in for two the races. East and one yeah. for the wild card. So uh, they're three behind. To correct me if I'm wrong, Naz. They're three behind the Red Sox in the uh, in the in the race for the AL East. But they are tied with Baltimore. That's correct. Three up. 
uh, in the wild card. So uh, depending on what kind of a streak they go on in the next uh, next couple of weeks, uh, that will determine uh, where the Jays are. Uh, uh, hopefully they will be in the playoffs. I certainly think they will be in the playoffs unless... Uh, it may end up being a wild card, Wally. It sure looks th- that way right could now. Could be a wild card. Uh, it's going to be, you know, overcome three games uh, in the last three weeks. It's, it's you know, it's you're, you're a little bit behind the eight ball, but it's been done before. In yeah, baseball. they're not passing any teams but because it's Baltimore and them that are tied, so it's a little bit easier. And yeah. the, the last yeah. series it may end up happening. What, what about this one? Toronto and Boston are tied going into the last game, and it's Sanchez against David Price. Wouldn't that be something? I got my money on Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> Price um, got knocked around by the Yankees yesterday. But yeah. They seem to come. You know what? Boston seems to be doing what the Jays did last year. They're down like four or five runs, and they come back. They're resilient. Seems, yeah. They're Boston resilient. seems like yeah. uh, they're there. And uh, don't count the Jays out, um, even if they're in the wild card. Um, if they get uh, get a couple of hot starting pitchers, you know they only need two of them, two yeah. two and a half, uh, and their bats wake up. This team is good enough. They are good enough talent wise, if they're healthy enough. They are good enough talent wise to win a World Series title. You know, the- I, th- I think they're as good. You know, the Cubs seem to be maybe at a, a a slightly higher level than everybody else in Major League Baseball this year. But uh, the Jays get hot at the right time. Uh, watch out! They don't. Watch out! They don't seem to be playing well defensively. Where last year they were playing well defensively, a couple of errors yesterday, and it seems like they're making errors every game, and that wasn't happening last year. So they've got to correct that. But I do think they'll they'll be playing at least in the wild card game. Yeah, I mean it's a little bit, of, and then hopefully they'll be playing uh, that at the uh, at the Sky Dome. Certainly would probably make things uh, make sure the roof is open right <laughs> make sure the the Naz Marchese theory of the uh, open roof uh, uh, we get to uh, uh, see if that works out for the Blue Jays in, in a playoff game um, injuries Blue Jays a um, couple of guys are, are fighting um, Donaldson's got uh, what a bad hip bad hip yeah Bad hit, but he's uh, he's toughing. He's uh, seems to be toughing it out. Oh, but he went uh, three for three the first game uh, yeah. back from the injury, right? right? So, so um, you know, hopefully it doesn't have, especially because they need him. Uh, you know, they need his defensive prowess as well because you know he's uh, he's certainly a stalwart down the third base line and with Tulowitzki in the middle. I mean, they've got they've got a pretty good defense on that side of the that side of the uh, ballpark. Um, Sanchez, hopefully, he gets over his blister. Uh, Estrada's got a bad back. Uh, who else is fighting the injury bug, Nez? Well, Batista seems to be fighting an injury still. Uh, the one, the one player I've been very impressed with, or two players, is Troy Tulowitzki and Devin Travis. Devin Travis is on a 13-game hitting streak, and Tulowitzki's hitting the ball again, yeah. like he's he's at 24 homers. Well, I think he's, yeah, he's he's the Tulowitzki we thought we were getting yeah. when we traded for uh, when. Uh, when the Big A traded for him last year, and uh, and aside from that, he's certainly uh, he's a stabilizing force at one of the most important positions, which is shortstop, and he's he's a leader. You you can sense by watching him, he's fulfilling a leadership role on this team. And I think we talked about it last week um, uh, because they had that big team meeting. Uh, I think it was the, the Saturday prior. Yeah. And uh, I think you and and perhaps Lou had made the point that Tulowitzki has risen 
apparently seems to be the leader on this team, and uh, certainly he's playing like it in the in the last month or so. Yeah, he's definitely the leader of the team. He's going to the pitching mound and helping the pitchers, and he's he is definitely the leader of the team. You can you can really tell. Like Donaldson, Donaldson is like he's not a leader type. He shows you what he does on the field. But uh, Tulewski is definitely the leader. Anyways, I'd like to report just before we go to break, and we'll be back with Joe Theismann, um, which uh, it's always a thrill having Joe Theismann on the show. Uh, he's never at a loss for words, uh, but uh, it's my it's my weekly report on, uh, on Naz Marchese's wardrobe. And uh, to all our listeners, Naz Marchese this morning is wearing his Blue Jay uh, sweater, Blue Jay sweater. Oh, he's unbuttoning it now. Oh my God, Alabama! You're gonna have to rub. They had to rub that into me, didn't you, Naz? So we got Blue Jays, we got Alabama, and uh, on his head he's wearing a Toronto Maple Leaf cap. So you're I'm just f- missing the Bills. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the Bills on your vehicle, Naz. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, so Naz is in full regalia this morning. I'm pleased to report, and uh, and uh, like I said. We're going to go to break now. We'll be right back with Joe Theismann and hang in. Middle of the hour, Toronto Maple Leaf President Brendan Shanahan. We're certainly looking forward to chat about some of the great, great things coming up in the Toronto Maple Leaf 100th year anniversary celebrations. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville announced that you can get a three-topping party pizza with 24 slices for just $24. It's perfect for large groups on a budget, like staff meetings, sports teams, or special ops units. Go, 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 go! Everybody down! So before you break down any doors, get a three-topping party pizza with 24 square slices for just $24. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636. There's an old saying... Entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. 
Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto and we're thrilled to welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, Joe the Throw Theisman. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm great, buddy. How are you? I'm, I, I've am i got to be honest with you, Joe. I am totally and utterly demoralized this morning. Um, I'm, I'm a f- huge fan of the Fighting Irish. And oh, I, I know. And I don't like... Uh, how this season has has started off, and of course, our listeners know Joe Theismann is, of course, a legendary quarterback for Notre Dame. Joe, uh, there's two things I want to see in in the in the few years I have left, and hopefully more rather than less. I want to see Notre Dame win another national championship, and I want to see the Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup. But well, I you know uh, that would be I'd love to see that too. Um, you know, Notre Dame has got some very, very young people in the secondary. Be between injuries and suspensions, the secondary is very green, and that got exposed yesterday. Um, I have, you know, I have concerns. Both teams, as a matter of fact, you know, my my Washington Redskins are playing the Dallas Cowboys today in a critical game at FedEx Field. I mean, the, if the Redskins lose two at home, who knows how angry people are going to be? But you know, watching that game last night, it seems like. Tackling is an issue and always has been an issue, um, and it's it's a bit of a problem for young guys when it comes to our football team. You know, we have such great expectations for the University of Notre Dame because we're non-conference. Our main goal is to get into the playoffs, uh, the NCAA playoffs, and, and play for a national championship. And you know, losing two, um, you know, that sort of sets you outside the outside the opportunity. And now you get to see what these young kids are made of. And Brian Kelly does a great job of teaching in very, very difficult situations. And, you know, he's not happy with the way the defense is playing. You know, guys had some opportunities to fumble the football in critical situations. They could have put that game away early and forced Michigan State out of what they wanted to do. But, you know, turnovers just kill you. I mean, you know, it's like, it's like you know, not getting back on defense in hockey and, and giving somebody, a, you know, a clean shot at the net. And, and the goaltender. I mean, you, you make those kind of mistakes, you're going to pay, and that's what's happened to the Irish. Joe, Greg Roman was fired as offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, and Rex Ryan uh, has brought in someone else. Um, he's the, the things are not going well in Buffalo, as you probably know, with the fans are really on Rex Ryan. How can they turn this around? Well, first of all, I, I just couldn't, in my wildest dreams, figure out what went on with Greg Roman? You scored 31 points with a quarterback who is average at best. I mean, Tyrod Taylor missed three throws in that game, just simple outs, just flat missed them. Um, you know, the Baltimore Ravens let him go for a reason. And, 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 and you know, E.J. Manuel hasn't stepped up to the plate. I mean, Tyrod Taylor, you know, had chances to make a play, and he didn't. And, and you gave up 37 points. You scored 31, and you fired the offensive coordinator. What's wrong with this picture? Unless nepotism rules over coaching decisions in the National Football League, I don't know. But 
I just, I just, I tweeted out the other day. I said, "Dear Coach Ryan, you scored thirty-seven. You scored thirty-one points. You gave up thirty-seven, and you fired your offensive coordinator. Please explain." I mean, I, I just, I don't understand it one bit. Um, you know, it's you know, Lashawn McCoy. I think will have a terrific year, but and you know, defensively, you know, they just, they don't have a secondary. They just got torched and torn apart by a, a pretty good receiving core and a guy that's playing really solid football in Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I it just, it, I, I just, that absolutely flabbergasted me. Well, unless there was some other reason other than football why Greg Roman got fired. Here's something. Jim Schwartz had the team two years ago on defense, and they were ranked number four in the National Football League. Today they're ranked 31st. How does that happen with almost the same personnel? Now, they've, they've let go of a few guys, but it's uh, Buffalo Bill fans can't take this. Well, you know, it's a, what, what a lot of people don't realize and look at is you can't just look at one side of the ball. You have to look at special teams. You have to look at defense. You have to look at offense. They're all interrelated. If your offense struggles and can't get off the field in certain instances, it puts tremendous pressure on your defense. And remember, you come out of a preseason. Now, this is just the second regular season football game. The guys don't do any hitting all during preseason. You know, you train hard, but there's a difference between training and playing. The starters play maybe 30, 35 snaps through four preseason games. Now, all of a sudden, you're asked to play 65 snaps in incredible heat they're just they're not in shape to play football to be perfectly honest with you because of the way that the preseason is set up the way you're not allowed to hit more than uh, a limited amount of time you're not allowed to practice more than six days in a row all these restrictions on trying to prepare yourself to play football now some guys have got it figured out and they can do it themselves but I you know it's you have to you have to look at Rob Ryan as the defensive coordinator Rex's brother and look at his, the, the rankings of his defenses over the last four years. And, and I think you'll have an answer to your question. For They're some pretty reason, bad. It just <laughs> doesn't work. Yeah. We're talking to Joe Theismann. Joe, uh, uh, moving away from the Bills for a second, um, you were, um, I think you were quoted, correct me if I'm wrong, um, about Tony Romo and his injuries. Uh, your, your assessment is um, you, you don't feel he should play again. You want to expound on that? Yes, I, I, and the reason why is I have great concerns for Tony as a man going forward, as a father. Um, uh, you know, someone I've I, you know I've I've criticized him probably more than anybody, but I've come to appreciate him as much as anyone. Um, his toughness. Uh, he's a warrior in this game. He has nothing to prove, and he, he, that that shoulder hasn't even been tested yet. He's going to fall on it again. His back, this is the third procedure on his back. Um, you're starting to play with fire right now. Um, you know, I, I hope that Dak Prescott becomes a terrific quarterback other than for two games in his career each year when he plays Washington, today being one of them. Uh, he's a young man that has athletic, athletic skills and potential. But I don't want to see Tony get hurt. That's why I think he should retire. That's why I think that the, the Cowboys have to be very careful. When he tried to escape out of the pocket on the play that he got hurt against Seattle, he was a man who could not get out of harm's way. When that happens, 
it's time to really assess where you are. Now, I don't know what he's going to wind up doing. I don't know what advice he's going to be given as far as his career goes. I know that I have great concerns about his health, and I don't want to see him get hurt again. Is uh, Cleveland is Cleveland going to win a game, Joe? <laughs> wow, <laughs> they're going <laughs> to. What a great question! Um, you know, I mean, you look at that division. You got to figure they'll go zero and six in the division. Um, their offensive line is suspect. Uh, Josh McCown will get it. Uh, do a do a good job for him. I mean, the quarterback position won't be as big an issue. I, I think there was pressure to play Robert. Um, I think that uh, it was the only place that Robert Griffin III could go. Uh, I think everybody else basically didn't feel like they wanted to commit to him. Uh, evidently, Hugh saw some of the th- things he liked. I-, I still felt like in the game he looked skittish uh, a bit in the uh, at the position. Um, you know, Cleveland has had so much discord and so much inconsistency. Uh, you just—that's the biggest thing—is you need consistent offensive coordinators. You need consistent head coaching. You need consistent play out of the quarterback position. See, at the quarterback position, you don't need to be great. You just got to be good at what you do. You have to be good at managing the game. I used to have a sign in my locker, and it was real simple. You never have to be the reason a team wins. You just can't be the reason it loses. Right now, the offensive line of the Cleveland Browns is suspect at best. So will they win a football game? Percentages say yes. Will they win more than four? Probably not. We're talking to Joe Theismann. Joe, um, you know, first week into the season, and uh, we've got a lot of fans in in Western, uh, a lot of listeners in Western New York. For some reason, we have a lot of uh, Pittsburgh Steeler fans in in the Toronto They're area. Everywhere. 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 Tell, what's your uh, so the I've been asked, uh, been at, got a couple of requests to get your assessment of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, so I'll ask you for that and. Um, what what are your uh, what what four teams do you see remaining standing at the end of all of this? Um, it's a little early to yep. decide on the team standing, but as far as the Steelers go, the Steeler fans travel better than anybody in the National Football League. Um, at at uh, FedEx Field the other night, there were probably probably seats seventy five thousand. I would say at least twenty were Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Twenty thousand fans. The whole side behind the, the Pittsburgh bench just about. Uh, most teams you get about a third of that. Um, they're rabbits, you know. They're they're and and you don't have Martavius Bryant. You don't have Le'Veon Bell. Um, <clears throat> Dan, everybody says, "Oh, D'Angelo Williams is a backup." No, he's not. He's a starter in the National Football League. He was a terrific runner at Carolina. Um, smart move by the Pittsburgh Steelers bringing in somebody of this kind of quality to be able to play. I felt like the Redskins' problem from last year carried over to this year. They were unable to stop the run. That was a major problem. It wasn't about Antonio Brown as much as much as it was the Redskins having to commit so many guys to the line of scrimmage to try and stop the run. This will be a great challenge for them as well. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers will be one of those four teams that will be standing at the end. I mean, statistically, I love this stat. I was listening to Brian Billick, my good buddy on NFL Network this morning. Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger have not played in an entire season together, okay? But over the last 16 games, Antonio Brown has, I believe, 156 catches for over 2,000 yards. He's going to get he's going to get his 130 or 140, whatever it is, and he's just a beast when he gets his hands on the ball. He's elusive. He's quick. He's strong. He's fast. 
Uh, and then you stick Martavius on the other side. And Jesse James, is there a better name in what a great name today <laughs> than Jesse James? He has stepped in and done a terrific job for Heath Miller. So, you know, they, they becoming, they're becoming very complete. And, of course, Ben Roethlisberger doesn't get enough credit for being one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the National Football League. Talking to Joe. You know, I look around this. I look around this league, and you know Tom Brady's great, and, and you know Drew Brees is great, and Aaron Rodgers is great. But you got to put Ben right up there with him. Uh, Joe, uh, just a couple of minutes left. We won't. We won't keep you too much longer. And there's a uh, there's a story that uh, that just keep just doesn't go away with the NFL, and uh, I want your assessment on it. Uh, and and the, the Philadelphia Eagles, from the press reports I've read, have uh, are planning an anthem protest Monday night, and this all goes back to the Colin Kaepernick. And and I've read an article about uh, how you what your opinion is on it. Um, obviously, Colin has the right legally under under his First Amendment sure. rights. To express his opinions, and I think we can all agree about on that. And I think we can all agree that there's serious social issues in the United States, and in fact, for that matter, around the world, that need to be addressed. And and he's trying to make his point. Um, is he doing it in the right way? I think what Colin did was I don't I don't agree with what he did. Um, I think every flag, you know, represents something. Yeah, you know, and. You know, he says it's it's not offensive. That that if you were to poll a thousand people in this country, the large percentage would say that the flag carries a great symbolism. The American flag carries a great symbolism for those people that have died to protect our freedom. You know, that flag represents the fact that Colin Kaepernick can make nineteen million dollars. Now, if he feels like there are injustices, and there are. There's no question there are injustices in this world, but they've existed long before today. You know, he has become the point man, the lightning rod for um, a lot of conversation, which has been going on for a long time. This, too, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll quote the great book. This, too, shall pass uh, at some point in time. But you saw the, the Cavaliers protest. Uh, you saw the St. Louis Rams protest. Um Athletes are using their power and their forum to be able to express their opinions. My problem with Colin Kaepernick isn't so much his decision that he has the freedom. I I have a problem with the decision, but it's his choice. So I respect the fact that that flag represents the fact that he has the freedom to be able to do this. My problem is when you wear socks with a pig head and a police hat on it, if you don't think that that's disrespectful, then you have a. I think you have issues far beyond um, anything. That that to me is just flat wrong. What would this world be like? And there are problems in police forces, absolutely, just like there are problems in every facet of society. But I I prefer to think of Carmelo Anthony, who protested in Baltimore after the Freddie Gray death. But yet he went and represented the United States of America in the Olympics and brought, helped bring back a gold. As a matter of fact, if it wasn't for what he did, I think, in, in one of the, of the games, we wouldn't have the gold. So I think that uh, what guys are doing is they're sort of um, making it known. I, I, the Seattle Seahawks all locked arms um, to honor the flag. Monday night at our football game, there were many of our players that went up and held the flag with everyone in the opening, in the beginning of the game. 
So we're seeing a lot of diversity when it comes to opinions about um, what's going on in society. Um, I don't think that the football place is a place for it. I think that's one place where people go to escape. But like I said, you know, that flag represents the fact that you have the freedom to make the decisions uh, and and be free to, to, to do the things you do. I do know the NBA has a rule that requires players to stand for the national anthem. Anyways, Joe, uh, Joe Theismann. Joe, it's always a pleasure. It's always, always a pleasure. Good to catch up with you on a Sunday morning. Another great football Sunday. Hey, by the way, how did my Argos do? They lost 49-29 <laughs> yesterday. Okay, forget it. Let's, let's take it. If we recorded this, we could erase that question. <laughs> Anyways, Unfortunately, Joe. Unfortunately, I can't, I can't take it back. Uh, the, yeah, you know what? Uh, Argos have had a mixed season, and uh, they've got a fantastic new facility. I know that you were up here uh, I know. a month or so ago uh, at, at that yeah, I facility. I keep coming out. Going to host the Grey Cup in Toronto. Um, I was hoping to try and make it up for it. I can't get there now uh, because of commitments. But um, I'm, I'm planning on hopefully trying to get to another game before November rolls around. I just think that, you know, to me, the Canadian Football League is fun to watch. I watch it every night. I get a chance to down here in the States on Thursday or Friday. And, um, you know, it's, it's provided a lot of great opportunity for guys to be able to go on and further their career in other places. But, you know, I'm forever indebted to the CFL, to Leo Cahill, to the city of Toronto, um, who embraced me with such open arms. And, Joe, you know, it, it's, I, it's my home. And we still love you. Believe you me. Thanks, we have incredible memories. And uh, hope I bump into you in the golf course uh, sometime again soon. We had, uh, we had, Absolutely. Uh, we had, I was out yesterday playing, so I'll see you at RTJ. Thanks so much. Uh, that, of course, was Joe Theismann. Uh, and uh, it's always a pleasure talking some Notre Dame football, especially when I've got all this Alabama testosterone surrounding me. But I love talking Notre Dame football, and one of my great loves. And one of my other great loves is the Toronto Maple Leaf. And we're pleased to welcome to the Nazawali Sports Hour the president of the Toronto Maple Leafs and the alternate governor, Brendan Shanahan. Good morning, Brendan. Brendan, are you with us? Brendan? Oh, we must have lost his signal. We'll try and... uh, Sebastian, if you can see if you can uh, get Brendan back on the phone. uh, Let's see if we can uh, chat with him. I know we had him on the phone and we must have lost the connection. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully we'll connect with him so soon. Brendan, are you there? I'm I'm here. I can hear you. Okay, Brendan. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm good, thanks. Thanks so I'm much standing for standing in a uh, I'm standing in a parking lot in London, Ontario, <laughs> okay. at our, uh, rookie camp. So if it's it's loud, I apologize. No, uh, it's it's not loud. We we thank you so much for joining us, Brendan. And uh, hockey is. Uh, Becoming a buzz in the city of Toronto this week with the uh, with the World Cup uh, going on, and of course the great performance by Canada last night. But we want to talk about some of the great, great things that the Toronto Maple Leafs are planning for this year, and it's uh, of course the centennial celebration. And I just want to start off, Brendan, uh, my congratulations on the new logo, the new centennial logo. I I actually think it's perfect, absolutely perfect. Uh, a fantastic job by your designers and. Uh, Tell us how that all came about. Well, thank you. I, mean, I can't. Uh, I can't take credit for that. That is uh, part of our big team there at uh, you know with the Leafs and uh, Shannon Hosford is really a star for us when it comes to uh, doing a lot of that stuff and getting her people on design and plans for the Centennial and um, you know 
I just get to see sort of like the end end result. And, uh, you know, usually when she's on a project and I see it at the end, I just say, uh, looks great, go for it. So I, I like it as well. I think that it's, um, you know, we have a job at hand here for sure, and that's, that's to, you know, worry about the future of the team. But when you have an organization like Toronto that means so much to the people in the city, you have to honor its past and you – I have to celebrate its 100th birthday the right way. We're talking to Brandon Shanahan, president of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I want to talk about a few of the exciting things coming up this year, Brandon. And there's a special exhibit at the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame celebrating the Leaf uh, Centennial. Tell us a little bit about that exhibit and what, uh, if people go down to the Hockey Hall of Fame, what they can find. Well, I mean, just exactly how you explained it. I was there at the opening. Um, you know, it's, it sort of can take you through chronologically the, the beginning of the lease, which started out as uh, the arenas and, and then moved to the St. Pat's and then moved on to the Maple Leafs. Some interesting artifacts in there. And, um, you know, the Hockey Hall of Fame does such a great job. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, we were honored that they dedicated a small, small wing to us on our birthday. And, um, you know, if you're a Leaf fan, if you're a hockey fan, it's something nice to see. It's I find it always interesting just to see the difference between the equipment and and uh, that that's been used over the decades and uh, you know now these guys if you look they've got these high tech you know hockey sweaters uh, you know sweat repellent and lightweight and then you you see what some of these guys uh, wore in the 50s and 40s and it's unbelievable. Uh, Brendan. Uh... One of the key and really important events, of course, is the uh, Centennial Classic on January 1st, 2017 at BMO Field. And the Leafs will be playing the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, and that's, uh, that's certainly an incredibly exciting event. Are there, uh, just so our listeners know, are, are, there, are there tickets available for that? And, uh, and where, would, where would our listeners find tickets? Oh, man, putting me on the spot. There are <laughs> tickets available. I think that... Uh, you know, I think they're going to be coming up soon. Um, I can't give you an exact answer okay. on that. Uh, I think that with the focus right now being on the World Cup, that we were sort of waiting till that part was over before we were going to give information on on the Centennial Classic. But um, knowing uh, knowing us, knowing our Leafs, we'll make sure that our fans know exactly uh, you know where they are and how to get them. It'll be great. It's uh, for us. We're you know. It's two points. It's a big game. It's a real game. Um, that's what our guys will be focused on is getting those two points. But at the same time, uh, it'll be it'll be a great experience for the guys to reflect on. And uh, it's nice to have an outdoor game like this uh, in Toronto. Um, the league is sort of celebrating their 100th birthday with us on that uh, at that game and on that day. So, um, but I know Mike Babcock and our players will be. They'll be thinking about one thing, really, and that's two points. We have a large uh, audience, and our audience is 45 and up, and uh, they they look back at the Leafs and uh, look at all the great players that played in the organization. What are we doing to bring these guys back, Brennan? Well, I think that's, that's something that certainly, since I'm 47 years old and um, you know grew up in Toronto, uh, regardless of uh, how the Leafs were doing, they were my team. There was no question about choosing another team, and that's just the way it was from our era and our generation. There weren't, uh, we didn't have these multi-channels with uh, several teams to to watch. There was no 
there was uh, not that there was a choice, but um, you know, even if we did, it's uh, you, you know, you supported your home team. So uh, I, I think since I can just say for over the last three years since I've been here, it's really important to me that we, you know, celebrate our history, use our history and some of our great players to motivate our current players. I don't see um, a team recognizing their history and making sure that their alumni feel uh, feel good and feel a part of the present as uh, a distraction um, or or as an anchor or as too much pressure. I don't see it that way at all. Um, I really felt I was lucky when I played in Detroit uh, to get to know Ted Lindsay and to hear about, you know, his time with the Red Wings and his Stanley Cups and what it meant to him. And uh, to me, it helped motivate me and it helped make me feel uh, uh, even more connected to the organization. So uh, I think when you bring in guys like Keon and you, and you, and you see the current players getting to know the alumni, um, I think that's an advantage. We're talking to Brendan Shannon, talking about Leaf alumni. You, And my compliments on this uh on, on what you're doing in terms of uh, identifying the top 100 Maple Leafs of all time. And on your website, uh, you know, fans were entitled to go on and cast their vote. And I dutifully went on that website this week, Brendan, and cast my vote for who I feel are the top Toronto Maple Leafs of all time. And uh, you're going to be announcing uh, those or uh, introducing those throughout the season. Tell our listeners a little bit more about the 100 Toronto Maple Leafs of all time and how you will actually be announcing that? We should have had Shannon Hosford on. Uh, <laughs> or I should have Sorry to right put before, you on the spot, Brendan. I should have called her right before the show. Um, <laughs> I'm focused on watching our rookies today. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Okay, tell us how Mitch know, Marner's uh, doing. So I might be lying to you, but yeah. I think I'm telling the truth. I believe that we're going to announce those um, uh, actually coming up in the next little while. Uh, I believe between uh, Legends Row, somewhere around the um, the unveiling of the new Legends Row statues, uh, just prior to the season starting. Um, so it's um, you know I, I can't tell you the exact date, but it's it's coming up uh, and it'll be before the season starts, so right around there. The uh, classic game is January first, and I I can't. Well, BMO Field would be a great facility to watch that game. I, I've been there for football and soccer, and I think it'd be outstanding for hockey, really outstanding. You, will you be playing in the alumni game, and will you be playing for the Detroit Red Wings? <laughs> uh, yeah, it sounds sort of weird, but uh, I've, uh, I, I don't really play. Uh, well, I don't play any hockey at all anymore, but I – I did uh, agree uh, at the Winter Classic when Toronto played against Detroit in Detroit. I did play uh, in that one for the Red Wings. And then I played in the alumni game last year in Colorado. So uh, if there's an alumni game, uh, I am going to, on that particular uh, on that particular afternoon, I'm going to be suiting up for the Red Wings. Um, you know, people sort of uh, raise an eyebrow and, and <laughs> remind them that as much as I'm working for the Leafs and, and now part of the Leafs, I never had the honor of playing for them, so uh, I will be uh, I'll be a foe 
for uh, for at least a couple of hours that day. Well, Brendan, you got to do what all the other professional sports stars do on on the day before they retire. They sign a one day contract, so I think you should sign a one day contract to to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, so you can suit up in the blue and white. Talking about uh, suiting up, Brandon, uh, we won't we won't keep you much longer. But uh, there's a there's a fantastic tournament uh, going on right now in Toronto. It's the World Cup of Hockey. And, of course, uh, you're a Hockey Hall of Fame member, but you're also a member of a, a pretty exclusive club, which is called the Triple Gold Club, which is uh, you've won a world championship, you've won an Olympic gold, and you've won a Stanley Cup. So you've, you've worn the red and white uh, with the Canadian Maple Leaf proudly on, 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 uh, on a lot of different occasions. And the one, of course, I remember uh, is the 2002 Salt Lake Olympics, uh, where we Canada won gold for the first time in over 50 years. But uh, tell us from the perspective of a player, um, and, and when you did it, uh, what, did it, what did it mean to you? What did it feel like when you put that, uh, that Canadian red and white on and you got to listen to the national anthem? Well, I never never got the chance to play um, in a Canadian city in the NHL as uh, as my home team. So um, it was a great feeling to to be able to put on um, Canada the Canada sweater and play in Canadian buildings uh, and feel that support and that passion. So um, anytime you can play for your country, every player will tell you it's a huge honor, and they're not and they're not making that up. It's you, you think about the moments, the Hendersons and, you know, the Gretzky to Lemieux and, um, you know, the, the, the golden goal happened after I stopped playing. But you, you know that your country, there is the potential when you go to these tournaments and you're representing your country that, that you have a chance, your team has a chance to, to make a memory that Canadians will have that where were you when uh, moment. So uh, that's a huge honor. Uh, we've been talking to Brendan Shannon. Brendan, we won't keep you any longer. We we very, very much appreciate your time this morning. Sorry if we uh, got lost into the minutiae of some of the uh, some of the celebrations, but uh, I no, think no, it's great. It's all very important. Like I said, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, next time I come on, but I'll I'll definitely have someone from our uh, PR team. <laughs> no, no, I think I think I think we conveyed to the essence to the listeners that this is a very special year for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and uh, they should keep an eye on some some. Great, great uh, things that are coming uh, coming out from the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I want to take the opportunity, Brendan, of congratulating you uh, for uh, you and you and your staff, and Lou and and all the other Mike and uh, Mark and uh, Kyle and all the other important members of the management staff. For um, we've been critical at times, but uh, we get the sense you guys are doing a fantastic job. You brought a sense of professionalism. Uh, we feel the fan base feels that we're pointed in the right direction. There's certainly a, a big buzz in the city watching Austin Matthews play for that under-23 team. And this is, uh, Naz uh, will, will uh, pat me on the back for this. Uh, this is the most excited we've been a, as Leaf fans for quite a while. And uh, we thank you for that. And on a personal note, thank you for bringing Dave Keon back to the Air Canada Centre. It means a lot to the fans of our generation. Thanks so much. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks very much. And you know what? Our fans have given us the support to do uh, the things that need to be done. Uh, they've pleaded with us to have the patience to stick with it. Uh, it's, uh, I, do, I, I do agree with you that we've got the ship pointed in the right direction. It's still going to take some time. And, um, but I think we've got a good fan base that sort of recognizes that. And, um, but we're hard at work uh, every day focused on uh, getting this team better. And 
Luckily, we've got a bunch of really committed people who I think are really talented that are working for us uh, to help do that. And we've got a bunch of committed young players. And it's going to be fun watching them grow. All we can do is wish you the best. Have a successful season. Thanks so much, Brendan. Thank you, guys. Take care. Our pleasure. That, of course, was... uh, Brendan Shanahan and uh, he chuckled that he's playing for the Red Wings. So. <laughs> I still want to see him in the blue and white. I still, I don't want. I, I, you know, he should be. He should be a Toronto Maple Leaf, an honorary Toronto Maple Leaf. Somehow he's got to. He should play half the game in the red and white and half the game in the blue and white. That's uh, that's that's what I'd love to see. Anyways, uh, certainly uh, we thank Brendan for taking the time for us this morning. He's got some. Uh, uh, duties down at the rookie at the camp down in London, Ontario, and uh, hopefully we can stay in touch with them the rest of the season. Uh, uh, it's time for our break, and uh, we'll be right back after the break. Thank you. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville announced the Pepperoni Party Pizza Special. Get 24 slices for just $24. Can you eat it all in just 24 hours? 24 square slices smothered in pepperoni. You've also got to deal with six bottles of Pepsi. 24 plus six Pepsi for 24. Can you finish it? Go to pizzaville.ca for details. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal? Yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them every day. They've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. And uh, Naz, just going back to that Shanahan, I'm, I'm 
I can't let this one go. I I got to see him in the blue. I, I I to see him in the enemy jerseys of the Detroit Red Wings at an, at an alumni game at a Centennial Classic. Somehow we've got to get him in with a Maple Leaf on. We, I still think he should sign himself to that one day contract. <laughs> Anyway, it should, should be an exciting event. It, it should be, yeah. certainly was a pleasure talking with And you're with right about the, the Leaf fans uh, looking forward to this season because there's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot of good young players coming, and uh, it should be interesting. See, I mean, they got and, a dilemma on their hands with Mitch Marner, and uh, hopefully Mitch, uh, you know, obviously watching him play last year in um, – in uh, certainly in the Memorial Cup and then the, the World Junior, he's he, I mean, he's an exciting, exciting player. Uh, so if somehow he and he can't, uh, you know, sending him back to junior, uh, you know, that just it's to me, I won't say it's a wasted year, but hopefully they find a way that for him to make the team because um, junior hockey is not the place anymore for Mitch Marner. And they signed somebody from the KHL that is Zaitsev. Zaitsev? Yeah, he's a player. He is the number one defenseman on the Russian team here in the the World Cup. So you know what? We were talking about the the, the Leafs defense not being as good. They might be better than you think. And the goaltending should be improved. The goaltending should be improved. Uh, Should be improved. So uh, exciting things uh, at the Air Canada Centre. And uh, I made the comment last week, a lot of us, uh, you know, season's ticket holders, we may not be, but a lot of us buy you know, five or ten games from a season ticket holder. And, uh, you know, the season ticket holders the last few years have been having to discount those tickets. I think this year they may be asking a premium. So uh, if you want to buy tickets from uh, from a buddy of yours or somebody you normally buy tickets for, it might be a good time to buy them now before the price goes up. Anyways, uh, we've got a few minutes left on the show. I'm going to talk a little bit about the World Cup of Hockey. And uh, if you've got anything on your mind sports-wise and you want to talk about it on the air, please give us a call. I'll Read out the numbers for you right now, 416-360-0740, 1-866-740-4740. We've got time for a couple of calls, 416-360-0740, 1-866-740-4740. Please give us a call. We'd love to chat with you on the air. Naz, the World Cup of Hockey. Uh, unfortunately, I was at an event last night, wasn't able to watch Canada in the Czech Republic. I saw the final score, 6 nothing. Uh, apparently, Sidney Crosby um, left his mark on this game, as he did on the game the other night. Um, Sidney Crosby, uh, last year, up until January, was not having a very good season. And a lot of people were saying are his best is the best of Sidney Crosby behind him. Since about January of last year, since about January of last year, there's no doubt that Sidney Crosby has been the best hockey player in the world. Yeah, he was dominant. He was was dominant last night. Him, Uh, Bergeron, and uh, Marchand were terrific. Certainly a terrific terrific line. And you're, you're in a World Cup where there's absolutely no margin for error. I mean, this thing's over. You blink, and the tournament's over. Uh, and the United States, uh, off their performance yesterday, is, they're behind the eight ball immediately. They lost a game that nobody expected they were going to lose to an opponent that they thought was just a hodgepodge of a whole bunch of guys around Europe. Some pretty and good players they, and on And they that got team. it handed to them yesterday. There's some there's pretty, some good, pretty good players on, on that, that team. team. You know, when you've got a... When you got to go up against Zdeno Chara and and um, 
and Kopitar and Hosa. You know, they're as good as anybody. You know, you could be talking three Hall of Fame players right there. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kopitar, Hosa, Chara, those guys are headed to the Hall of Fame. Uh, Halak, you know, I mean, Montreal Canadian fans know what Halak can do when he gets hot, and that and that's the. That's that's the that's the that's the margin of error in a tournament like this. Um, one game and you're done. And yeah. for the United States, you know that one game they got they got a they got a hill to climb now, and they got a tough one against Canada coming up. And Canada, you know, in a tournament like this, you can't lose because you know you're always up against it. Um, so Canada's going to come out firing because they've got to win the game too because nobody wants to lose. And the United States. They lost to Team Europe. They lose the next one. They could be going home. Yeah, and Montreal Canadian fans. Carey Price looks terrific. He he has he looked great last night. And if that's how he's going to play in the uh, regular season, Montreal is going to be back in the hunt for a playoff spot. Certainly, I'll give out our phone numbers once again if you want to give us a quick call: four one six three six zero zero seven four zero one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. Uh, Team Canada um, 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 certainly got the start that they wanted. Um, yeah. Your assessment of the game, what impressed you about the team? Where do you, Any weaknesses there? There isn't any weaknesses on that team. Their defense is, is so good. Their goaltending is stellar, and their forwards, they're so deep at, at, up front. They shouldn't lose a game, but anything <laughs> can happen in a game, but they, sh- they shouldn't lose a game. They're that good. You know? They are that good. Well, uh, interesting games today. Uh, Sweden and Russia. And uh, the Team North America against the Finns. And we get another up-and-close personal view of Austin Matthews tonight, who's um, I, he's on a line, I believe, with, with Eichel McDavid. and McDavid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, and, tell and the you interesting what. thing about those three guys, Look here, at, listen to the, this story about these three guys who are all good enough to make their national teams right now. Connor McDavid should be playing on Team Canada right now. Uh, Jack Eichel should be playing on Team USA right now. Austin Matthews is good enough to play on Team USA right now. Take, if they have this tournament in four years' time, those three guys will still be on the under-23 team. Take a look at Austin Matthews. He started off as the 13th forward. On the on the North American team, and now he is on the top line. This kid is so polished defensively in both ends of the rink that he's he's a Jonathan Taves but bigger. Just think of that. He's Jonathan Taves, Taves. right now and and bigger, a bigger body. I had than this Jonathan. argument. I was out. I was out at an event last night, and not, not an argument discussion. Um, and we're, we obviously. Austin Matthews, just on what I've seen so far, if he isn't the number one center, I mean, it's really a question of how. Babcock, I mean, we tend to forget he's only 18 years old. And, and is Babcock going to ease him in? What role is Babcock going to ease Austin Matthews in? Is he going to make him his number one guy right off the bat and play 30 minutes a game uh, doing everything? Or is he going to ease him into it? Uh, I don't that, think, and that's what I don't, we don't know yet. I don't yet. think they're going to ease him into it. You know why? Because he's proving himself in the World Cup and the highest competition, yeah. right? So, so why would so, you ease him in? So then that's the question. Who do you play him with? Who do you play him oh, with? Van Riemsdyk has to be one Van of the Riemsdyk. guys. Van Riemsdyk, 
Uh, I, and I was making that, you know, I was making that argument. Just you know what? Put talent with talent. Yeah. Van Riemsdyk uh, is a finisher. He's got he's got hands. He can see the ice. And put the he's kid talented. there, the other kid, Na- Nylander. 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 I was yeah. thinking. I was thinking Uncle Leo. On yeah, that he'd side. be okay on that line. Komarov. You know what? He's got. He is the number one center on the team for sure. No questions. No question about it. So you it. might as well. Uh, you might as well. Uh, you might as well do it off the hop. Anyways, it's uh, ten o'clock, and it's uh, time for us to. Bid adieu for another week on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Certainly this week, Naz, we will be watching the Blue Jays, and we will be watching Team Canada and a little bit of Team Under 23. Should be an exciting week in the world of sports. Sure should be, yep. To all our listeners, have a fantastic week. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.